With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. God level, you can tell him I said it. Level up. God level, you can tell him I said it. Level up. God level, you can tell him I said it. Level up. Level up. Level up. Go. Everything that means. Everything. Eyes connected to everything. And that's why. And that's why. I'm in everything. All eyes on me. All eyes on everything. That means. Everything. Eyes connected to everything. Just so you know, John does all our music. All the music that you hear in the background belongs to John. That's the license. License. It's license. It's license. I'm sorry. Because I'll be messing up. I'll be messing up. All right. We are officially live. Um, This is Things That People Don't Want to Talk About, brought to you by God Level. Hello to the new Facebook user. I don't know who you are. Please, I'm going to have to remove that because I get sidetracked. Um, this is things that people don't want to talk about brought to you by God level. That will be me. My name, um, my brother will caution me, but my name is Renee. I'm originally from St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I'm a mother. I'm a nurse. I'm an entrepreneur. Um, there he is. Speak of the, speak of the angel. Angel. Yeah. (laughs) Speak of the angel. Um, I created this podcast a couple of years ago um, to talk about things that affect us in our community. Uh, the, I see the numbers have been going up, so I want to just take our time to thank everyone um, that has been watching, that has been sharing, that has joined the Facebook group, um, and to my panel for um, all of us coming together here Tuesday and giving the people what they need. John, you want to go ahead and represent yourself? John Skywalker, the slide talker here, lyricist, spoken word artist, martial artist, personal trainer, lover of life, student of psychology, and I'm a father who has five hip-hop albums streaming on all major music platforms now. Dimensions, higher dimensions, final dimension, law of affirmations, and light benders, real hip-hop, positive hip-hop. Go ahead and listen to that. Stream it up. Look for John Skywalker. Absolutely. Bless. King Newborn, you want to go ahead and represent yourself? Peace, peace, peace. <clears throat> this is King Newborn. You can follow me on all social media platforms. And as always, I say, I am of service to myself, to the community, and to the podcast. Appreciate God level for having me. 
Peace, peace, I appreciate peace. you being here. We'll tell about we'll talk about the story later with him. Um, AP, you want to go ahead and represent yourself? Yes, my name is AP. Um, I'm here. Um, I just started my new um, not for profit sisters empowerment house. So seeing us uh, doing big things pretty soon in the community, um, and I'm excited to be here. And, on to the next. On to the next. Okay, we have two special guests tonight. We have um Ngandi, who's our special guest speaker that's going to talk about the question that we posed earlier um, for the podcast. And then we have Mr. Terrence Harris. Did I say it right? Yes, yes. All right. And he is going to take our time to pump up his business. So on you. Hey everyone, my name is Terrence. Uh, born and raised out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, but drove down to Texas for a little bit before coming up to Tennessee. Uh, during my stay in Tennessee, uh, my entrepreneur spirit really wanted to lead me into the realm of business. And the business model that I chose to represent not only myself but my culture um, is called Teleria Service Solutions. Teleria Service Solutions is a mobile and also online business platform to take care of your needs. So we can take care of any notaries within the state of Tennessee. We can handle any notaries outside the state of Tennessee as well, thanks to the uh, audiovisual technology that Congress allowed us to actually utilize. <clears throat> um, on top of that, we actually process what's called an apple steel. An apple steel is kind of like what you hear in the uh, in the Christian realm called the apostle, you know, the witnesses. Well, that's what we do. We witness your signatures. We'll actually take it one step further and obtain a seal so that you can actually use any legal document in another foreign country. That's crucial whenever you're doing business overseas, adopting someone, trying to buy a property in Germany, trying to go ahead and just start a new lifestyle in another country. Uh, we have somebody actually that we just helped get their visa not too long ago through our apostille processing. So that's what we do here in Nashville. That was the first brand that we launched uh, back in 2019. Mm -hmm. We've been doing it ever since. And in the process of processing apostilles for our customers, we launched a second brand, Nashville Fingerprinting Services which is a mobile on-site fingerprinting company for people who need background checks. So, you know, if you're ever needing a background check, one, you can always give me a call and I'll give you the answers, everything that you need to know. But two, if you're in Nashville and you actually need to get fingerprinted for licensing purposes, either for out-of-state purpose, or if you're just trying to get a background check just so you know what's on your record, maybe you need to submit that in for an actual job application, or maybe the FBI is just straight up looking for you. You need to prove your name. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> Nashville Fingerprinting Services is a brand that we launched to actually help facilitate that need on a mobile and more consistent or convenient uh, uh, basis. So between the three services, we've been able to service uh, Nashville in outside of Nashville city limits, Michigan, Texas, Georgia, California. Uh, we're actually starting to go nationwide with our services with through one customer um, that's located in Portugal. So 
um, the business model that we have used and continue to build and work on has been a fantastic business model. Um, it's something that I never really thought I would actually bump into, but based upon what my teachers and my uh, my principals said that I need to be a lawyer or an attorney. Apparently, I like to argue a lot. So I went and followed that cut choice of mine and decided to go into this mobile um, model. So yeah, Nashville Apostle Services is a brand that is black owned, um, started by yours truly uh, with the fire and also just the want to give back to my people. On top of doing apple steels and fingerprinting, I take my notary license very seriously. Mm -hmm. Whenever I'm talking to other people of color, they don't have to be as dark as I am, but any type of shade of, um, even some people who are not privileged for that. Um, I try to tell them because we're all American citizens. You need to know the law. You need to know how to utilize a notary. There's some amazing benefits that come with having a notary uh, on your side, as well as a notary that can get stuff done. Yes. Um, and also stand on character as well too. There are some shady ones out there. So um, we're, we're, our brand and our mission is to utilize the economic reform that we have now and to actually push a social movement and upgrade and evolve our culture. You know, the law is used against us in a lot of different particular ways. Why not have somebody that's on the inside making money and kick you some game too? That's what we there do. You go. That's what's up. Yeah. Salute. Thank you, brother, for coming on, Mr. Um, Mr. Harris. Um, like John was telling you in the beginning, you do have the option to um stay behind and be a, be our special guest for the duration of the show if you know time allows. Indeed. I got oh, training at 9 p.m., but I'll stick along as, uh, for as long as I can. Oh, absolutely. All right. Let's go ahead and get into it. Um, our question this week was, what is the difference between spirituality and religion, and what does that mean to you? Um, the moment we started talking about spirituality, um, I, I, I hit up in Gandhi. Can I introduce myself? <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Please. <laughs> She's getting excited. That's what that is. I am. No, no uh, I don't know if I was introduced. I don't think I was in the beginning. And that's okay, go ahead. Well, my name is Ngandi Tafariwoda Abihede. And that um, was changed over 40 years ago. Um, I also go by uh, Seven Hathers Nagare and also Long She or Long She. Um, I am a registered nurse uh, of this year, be 47 years this year. And um, I love people and I love myself. So this is one of the reasons why I'm here because Renee asked me to come on and to talk about um, this thing called religion and spirituality. So, should I begin? Please. Okay, well, someone, someone, wasn't there a question that you, uh, somebody asked a question, uh, 
or there was a question that you told asked me not to say anything about in the beginning no Something no about- i said well hold off on what you're going to say because once you get started <laughs> well yeah but i mean yeah. what was that i don't i, I don't know mm-hmm. nope, i'm gonna just start from the beginning go ahead <laughs> okay well <laughs> well i was raised um baptist um i left the baptist church uh when i was 31 years old so that's been um over 40 years ago um as far, and as far as religion is concerned, I, I was a very, I don't know if I would call myself very religious, but I was very spiritual. And um, so I've always been interested in, uh, from a child, reading the Bible. And um, I started, I decided, I think at nine years old, that I was going to go upstairs in the attic and start reading the Bible from front to cover. Okay. I mean, to the end. To the end. Okay. And I think that the first issue that I had was in uh, Genesis when I uh, read 26 through 28. And I think 26, first, first chapter, okay. uh, 26 through 28. And I think that I uh, read something, uh, 26 said, let us create God in our image, us in our. Then when we got to... 27 it said that he created god in his image and then of course in my mind i'm thinking well what happened to the us apparently there were others involved and then all of a sudden that disappeared but of course being a child not being able to process all of that you know i just kept reading and then i got to the part where they said that a rib was taken and um uh from a male and a woman was created. Well, I knew at that age still that women had children. So I wondered in my mind, why did God only do that one time in terms of having men to be the creators? And then after that, it was on women. That didn't make any sense. And I think the last part was, I don't know if this is chapter two down, um, because I'm not one of those that's able to spit that out like that. But then the last part was when Cain killed Abel. And in my mind, I thought, well, there was only, what, four people on earth? Mm -hmm. Uh, Adam, Eve, Cain, and Abel. But Cain killed Abel, and then he went off into the land of Nod and knew his wife. And I'm like, well, where does she come from? So at that point, I just stopped reading because I, I was confused. Now, having said that, um, I continue to read, but like many of us, I think that uh, being in the rabbit hole, Neil's in the rabbit hole, we're reading, but we're not reading with understanding or we're not questioning what we're reading. Uh, I would ask questions to my grandmother uh, about, well, why is this and why is that or why did that happen and why did God do this? And it was always, we don't question God, you know? Mm. And I always knew um, that the power that I believed in meant for me to be an intelligent person and to question. And if something didn't make any sense to ask questions. So I believe at that point, that's where my spirituality came in. Um, understanding that I was probably not necessarily a religious person because, you know, religion is 
um, a collection of beliefs and rituals that people just start to follow blindly. But spirituality is something that you feel within yourself. And I think, uh, who's that Nikki Giovanni said, uh, I found God deep inside of me and I loved her deeply. Mm. I think when I heard that poem, when she said loved her deeply, that sparked something in my mind. And I continued to read. Um, and in the readings, it was always something that had to do with uh, feminine psychology, you know. Um, and when I read, I had questions like, well, why isn't this ever covered? Why, why didn't, why weren't why, why these things discussed in the Bible? Um, so I think at the time, uh, at 31, I decided to leave the church because I started dating an artist who um, got me involved in black art. Uh, Terrence, right? Is that your name, young man? Terrence? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. And he got me involved in art. And I think that was when I began to see who I was as a black woman. Um, not necessarily as a woman, but as a black woman. And uh, I started questioning things more. So, of course, uh, being one that went to church all the time, when I say all the time, you know, I meant on Sundays and sometimes uh, Wednesday night prayer meeting. So uh, listening to the minister preach, uh, not teach, but preach, um, I didn't see it was a it was a uh, conflict and what he was talking about and what most ministers talked about and what I was learning in terms of reading Dr. Ben Jokinen, uh, Jack Anta Diop, um, John Henry Clark, you know, uh, Andrea Lord, um, Angela Davis. I didn't see those things happening in the church and in the community. And from what I understood and what I was reading there uh, or by them, we were supposed to be doing something as a church in the community and that didn't happen. So I decided that I was going to lock my hair. I wore dreadlocks for about 30 years. Um, I, uh, had gone to Africa. I had my name legally changed. Um, and I was going to leave the church. That was basically it. So one day I decided to call one of the deacons who had, uh, was uh, someone that I grew up with in the church. And I was telling him that this is what I was going to do. But I also told him my issues that I was having with the church. Because one of the things that I saw, you know, um, the ministers always at the end of the, the sermon would always ask any visitors that were there, why don't you come, uh, come and join us, be a part. And uh, I started paying more attention because, of course, I would ask questions and I wasn't being answered or I don't think I was given the, the answer that I was looking for. I'll put it like that. Okay. And uh, but this particular time, one particular time, a young man had joined and I decided to come to prayer meeting and he came. And when he came, he had all of these books under his arm. And then I saw books like Aristotle and Plato. 
And he told the minister um, that he was so taken by what he had been talking about that he decided to go out and get these books and, and to read. And um, one of them was Her Herodotus too. And um, so my minister told him, the, he said, no, son. He said, you can get rid of those books. The only book that you need is the Bible. And I had real big issues with that because the minister was also a doctor, which was a doctor of dentistry. And I, I said, well, you know, I'm sure that you didn't learn to be a dentist reading the Bible, you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. right. So anyway, you one, know, or one book. So to tell this young man that he didn't need to read or the only book that he needed was the Bible uh, didn't sit well with me. It didn't sit well with my spirit. That was one thing. And there was other things that happened, um, like things that maybe he'd talk about uh, in the sermon. And then afterwards, I would have questions, but he never could answer. And in my mind, they were logical questions, you know, yeah. or if he would ask a question and I was able to answer it uh, out of all the congregation, they weren't, but I would be able to discern what that ne that passage necessarily meant. It seemed to aggravate him in a way, you know, okay. like women, of course, were supposed to uh, learn in silence. And isn't I think that's one of the things that's in the Bible there. We're to learn in silence and we're not to question. You know, we're to learn from um, the male in our family or our husbands. Yeah. So I had, I had issues with that. So, um, like I said, I decided to talk to uh, Charles, who was one of the deacons. And I told him about the issues that I had and I was going to leave the church. You know, I was going to change my name. I was going to do this. I was doing all of that. And he said, no, well, why don't you come and um, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it at Wednesday night prayer meeting. So um, I think I heard someone on your show talk about church hurt. It's, was that a term that I heard someone use? Yeah. Was that you, AP? Church mm -hmm. hurt? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I thought that that was interesting because I had never heard that term before, but I think that applied to me you know, at the time. And so when I went to church that particular night, there were um, three groups or there were people, but they had been broken up into three groups. And it was maybe three or four of them apiece. And then at the, at the, uh, there was a table that the minister was sitting at in front of the altar. And Charles had this big blackboard um, up and he, they were chanting these different quotes from the Bible, like beware of false prophets and God won't suffer a witch to live. And I mean, they would just, oh, it got, it got really, <laughs> okay. And uh, I'm looking around, I said, well, who, who are they talking? Are they talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> exactly what they was talking about. <laughs> like, but, uh, and, then, and then he writes on the board, um, sister at that time using the, my slave name, uh, sister so-and-so has a problem with blackness versus godliness. And I said, take that down. I, that's not what I, what I said to you. And that's not what we talked about. How can, uh, God be versus himself? That doesn't make any sense to me. 
And then my minister stood up and he pointed at me and said, you need to meditate. Well, by that time I was so freaked out. I said, I do medicate. I mean, I do meditate. <laughs> I was, I was just totally thrown off. Well, as I said, I was, I was and am a very spiritual person. And this voice came to me and said, don't say another word. Um, you have, you're not of like minds. Um, you're not going to get anywhere with this group. Just don't say anywhere anymore and I will handle it. At this point or at that point, a drunkard came in. Now, this went to prove the point that I was trying to make to them that they didn't seem to get, which was if this, this guy came in and I thought that they were going to usher him in, um, give him some coffee, some donuts, you know, try to uh, sober him up because these are the people that we're looking for. This is what the church is looking for. These are the people that, in my mind, Jesus was talking about in the masses that, mm -hmm. Jesus, you know, one of those in the masses that Jesus was talking to. These were, this was a person who needed the help. But rather than doing that, they ushered him they were ushering him back out of the door. At this point, I heard the voice say, get up and leave. Um, it wasn't, I, and I realized, well, after afterwards, that maybe that spirit was looking out for me to get me out of that particular situation. And this is how they hand, how, it, how it handled that because when, I went out the side door and they had just ushered him out of the front door, the door he came in. When I got outside, he was nowhere to be found. Mm -hmm. you know, and there was no way, I mean, there was, I know he couldn't have gotten in a car that quickly. He couldn't have gone down the street. So I took that to be an, an angel or a spirit mm -hmm. looking out for me. Okay. Uh, I had another situation where, um, I was in the store. This is like two years after I left. And I never looked back. I, I haven't had any uh, issues with not being in the church since I left. Okay. And But two years, two, three years later, I was in um, a Walgreens, I think, downtown. And um, I was in this particular aisle. And at the end of the aisle, there was a wall. So there was only, way for, only one way for you to come in. And... Um, I was getting something because uh, you couldn't get out at the other end because of the wall. And so I was getting something off of one of, uh, I was picking up something. And all of a sudden, this little lady, black lady, was standing there in front of me. And I was like, well, where did she come from? And she said, hello. She said, I just want you to know, she said, my name is Ollie Griffin. She says, and I want you to know that what you're doing is the right thing. This is what mother wants you to do. She said, you are locking your hair. You've changed your name. You are studying who she, you're, you're going to be, and you have been studying who she is and the truth will come to you. Just continue doing what you're doing. And I said, oh, thank you. Well, I looked away for a second to put this item back on the shelf and she was gone and she couldn't have gone out the uh, way she came, that I came in, I mean, she couldn't mm -hmm. have 
the other way. So I said, okay, well, here was another spirit. So the point that I am trying to make telling you all of that is um, spirituality is real. It's different from religion because like I said, religion is um, um, a set of rituals that we follow from some book, you know, uh, that's been laid down for us and we're not to question. But um, spirituality comes from that. You can learn from that book or books, but you have to you have to search. And I am an avid believer that you're going to find what you're looking for. People think uh, um, that their lives won't change, but no. If you keep dealing with what's in front of you and you don't do anything about it, then that's what's going to always be in front of you. You have to change the vibration. You have to change the frequency. Uh, you have to change the sound. You have to change those things. And when you change those, then you'll be able to see those other things change. I asked Renee what started her with this, and she said it was just time. She made that decision to uh, do what she's doing with this podcast. I listened to Terrence talk about uh, what he's doing with his business. He made that decision to uh, make that happen and it's happening. I uh, spoke to John uh, Skywalker before the show started and uh, he was telling us about how he got started. Uh, so I'm saying that that goes for all of us. If you do not change what's in front of you, then it's not going to change. Right. So that's basically kind of it. I mean, unless somebody has some questions i do i do once you left the church and you started down your spiritual path um what books did you start to pick up and read beside the bible because i know when we had our conversation on saturday you were telling me that the bible is actually about black people can you expound on that yeah well you know when i was reading the bible um i said um I saw the words Ethiopia and Egypt. Mm -hmm. And I knew Ethiopia was in Africa and I knew Egypt was in Africa. So I realized that um, they were talking about black people. So that book had to be about black people. Okay. Uh, the problem is that what they've done is taken out parts of the book, like uh, the Apocrypha like the book of Enoch, um, the book of wisdom. There are many books that they've taken out. And what I found that uh, in reading those books, they dealt a lot with women. And I think that that was one of the reasons that um, those books were taken out because in the beginning, uh, reading uh, Mama Wata by Vivian Hindu, uh, she says that um, in the beginning, God was woman. And I know as a uh, nurse that everybody starts out e e female. Everybody. Mm -hmm. starts out yeah. It's not until androgen kicks in and tells testosterone to create more that that's when that female then becomes a male. I mean, and mm. that's okay. And then when that continues, I mean, you've heard mothers say that, oh, his uh, his uh, 
testicles haven't descended yet. Those are ovaries that mm -hmm. have not descended into the testicular yep. sac, which the testicular sac was initially uh, the, the vulva, the lips, and they close up. If you take your finger and go up the testicular sac, you can feel a thin line, and that's where the lips came together. They sealed together, and they became the testicular sac. The uh, clitoris elongates and it becomes, can I say the word penis? Mm -hmm. Go right ahead. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not sure, you know, what, okay. So um, uh, the clitoris elongates and becomes the penis. And um, the uterus shrinks and becomes the prostate gland. And of course, when puberty hits um, for females, the breasts begin to grow. Um, I, I've had this conversation and so really an argument with so many guys about it because they've told me that that's not true. That's a lie. And I said, well, tell me the purpose of your nipples. What do you have nipples for then? They can't answer that question. Mm -hmm. You know, I say, so uh, you just, are they there for decoration for you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. Um, oh. And then, so you asked me about the book. So um, I started reading, um, what was it? Gods of the Egyptians, volume one and two by E. Wallace Fuge. Mm. And um, one of those, uh, you like that, huh, Skywalker? <laughs> Some of these that you David, I'm like, okay, she's well read. And, I, and Terrence reads a lot too. He reads more than I do. So he yeah. knows, I know yeah. he knows what you read. Yeah. So, you know, the God, the God, the she God, Neek, says that uh, she was the first and that she created uh, through parthenogenesis, which means that you do not need semen. She didn't need semen. She already had that in order to create. And there's a story in one of the books, um, the Gospel of Th Thomas, and I think that's by someone named, he's an Indian guy. His name is Bhagavan Iyer. And because, you know, there are many books written about the Gospel of Thomas, but this one, this perspective comes from a um, Indian guy. And um, he talks about how uh, Sophia, the, the she god Sophia decided to create something that was different for her. She wanted to create a being that was different from her, but she got in trouble because she did not uh, communicate with the creator first. Now, he doesn't specify whether the creator was male or female, but from the readings that I had done, I chose to believe that she did not she did not collaborate with the great mother, the great African mother on that. So she created this being that did not look like her. And um, it, it, it gives a descriptive detail about how it looked, but for all intents and purposes in my mind, it was a male. And this male was not, um, he was ignorant and that he thought that it was just he and his mother uh, he didn't know that there were other uh, 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 
cosmic beings around. So he decided she hid him because she was trying to hide him from, he was trying to hide him from uh, the mother. Now that- Marsha, stop Excuse me. I need to turn that up. Um, she was trying to she was trying to hide it from the mother. Now this uh, this story kind of co it coincides with the it it coincides with the um, story of Enlil and Inky, uh, and that's why I said you have to read because you've got to. I'm sorry. It's okay. Go ahead. Um, it coincides with the Sumerian story of. Um, this sounds like an emergency. Okay, go ahead. It's, it's the job. It's the job. Oh. Um, it coincides with the Sumerian story of Inky and Enlil. And of course, you know, uh, Enlil was uh, supposed to be the creator uh, and Inky was the brother. Uh, and now I'm, I'm all over the place. I know I am because it's like mayonnaise, but I'm so trying So what to... about Isis and uh, Horus? Pardon me? Isis and Horus, because those stories are similar as well. Well, yeah. that ties, that's connected to that. That's okay. Um, that's okay. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, so, uh, because when I speak about Enlil and Inky, Inky is really uh, Anuki, and Anuki is Isis. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Let me get my paper because I want to get all the stuff these, these books and that. Oh, let me get my other tablet. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, because when you stop me, my brain, you know, uh, it's okay. Keep, keep going. So, going. anyway, um, uh, Inky and Enlil. Um, Inky, uh, uh, they talk about the Garden of Eden, and um, the Garden of Eden was supposedly created by Inky and Enlil, and it also goes back to chapter twenty-six of the first chap of the first chapter of the Bible, when it says, "Let us create God in our image," and then it goes to the next verse that says, "He created God in His image." So they're talking about Enlil, but the "us" was really. Enlil and Inky, not Enlil and, I mean, Enlil and Anuki, not Enlil and Inky, or Enlil and Isis, because Genesis is really the gene of Isis. That's what that means, the gene of Isis. Uh, so that's what you're reading. But of course, you know, they've taken this out and taken that out. Now, I've been, like I said, I've been dealing with this for 40 years. It also caused me to go back to school and get a master's in women's studies, which talked, you know, dealt with anthropology, psychology, and sociology. So in doing that, you know, I came across a lot of books, but I also found out going to various libraries and universities that there were books that I was looking for that I could not get because they only allowed uh, those that had PhDs in a certain area to get the books. Mm. So uh, I had to have friends that were in other countries like uh, Sweden other to get the books for me and send them here uh, wow. uh, because those restrictions did not apply there. So, I mean, 
So when you ask that question about books, I mean, there, there are so many books, you know, and um, I've read many, uh, you know, I, I, I just do a lot of reading. I remember going to, um, going to uh, the, the bookstore and picking up uh, The Secret Doc, well, no, for, yeah, The Secret Doctrine by uh, Helena Blavatsky. And uh, when I opened it up, I thought, oh my God, then it was only what, it was five, the, the set was $5. And I opened it up and I didn't understand a word this woman was saying. I said, well, no wonder this book only costs five dollars. What the hell is she talking about? <laughs> <laughs> However, as I continued on my studies, I think I went back maybe two or three years later and something told me to pick the book up again. When I did it that time, it was like reading the newspaper. I understood everything she was talking about. So that told me then that I was not ready, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, what's the saying about the teacher, when the student is ready, the teacher appears? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I had gotten about, I, I think I got ahead of myself because when I saw Secret Doctrine, I'm like, well, there's got to be something in there. <laughs> and of course, there was something in there, but there was, I could not, I could not discern it then. Uh, okay. She also wrote, um, uh, Isis Unveiled. Mm -hmm. uh, Isis Unveiled, um, the first and second volume, I think the first volume is religion. The second mm -hmm. volume is science. Um, or is the first volume science and the second volume is religion. That's probably how it goes. And then um, she gets deeper in the secret doctrine because in those two books, the first volume is uh, Cosmogenesis and the second volume is Anthropogenesis. So, you know, reading those, you really had to take um, your time. And I am not going to say that uh, sometimes reading with the herb helped, okay? Because it opens up that third eye and things that you would not necessarily understand comes to you. Then. I mm. if I, no, if I just tell me if I'm getting. No, you're good. Okay, you're okay. good. I don't want to know. So anyway, when you ask the question, AP, about what about uh, ISIS and Ra? Uh, they that was really Anuki creating her uh, son Ra when uh, in. Um, and the Sumerian tablets, um, they were black people as well. Um, they talk about Eden, of course, um, that was really a lab that they created, uh, that she actually, Anuki, actually, or Isis, or Ishtar, or Hathor, or any of her names, because she's known, she's called the goddess of 10,000 names. You can call her any name, you know. Uh, this is where she uh, took uh, a part of uh, a gene and she placed it inside herself. Of course, the serpent is one of her, um, her animals and she placed it inside of herself and then she, she created, excuse me. Marcy, I'm gonna have to call you back. I'm deal. I'm on a radio show right now. I have to call you back, dear. Don't you work tonight? No, I'm off tonight. 
Remember? You said you told, you told me the 27th. No, and we I gave you the date again. I said to the 20th. We, I got the text in my phone. Yeah, but we talked yesterday and I said. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm sorry. I just went ahead and muted that. I appreciate that. Yes, because she's going. Oh my God, she's naming off some some books I've we never even heard of. Man, she is well read. Woo. First you. off, secret doctrine. That just Google it real quick. Th that book is thick, yo. And then me, the way that it's worded. Yeah, the way that it's worded, man. It takes a while. <laughs> The secret doctrine. Oh, uh, hold on, hold on for a minute. Go ahead. Uh, Is she done? Oh, it's actually yeah. three books because the oh. secret doctrine, the third book of the secret doctrine is occultism. That's the third book. Now, hmm. for people who have an issue with that word, occult simply means hidden. Yeah. All religions are cults. Mm -hmm. All of them. Mm -hmm. So for the Christians out there who think that I'm speaking blasphemous, that's that's fine. But when I was growing up, there were um, two books that you had in in your uh, library and mm -hmm. or in your house, and that was the Bible and a dictionary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Those were the two books that you had. So it was mandatory that we, um, it was mandatory that we learned uh, when we were learning things that you learned from the book. And I, from, from with a dictionary, the other thing, uh, too, is I'm a collector, collector of dictionaries because I had found that what they do over periods of time, they take out words and insert words. Because I remember as a kid, my uncle, who's a surgeon, used to say, we couldn't say ain't in our house. Ain't wasn't a word. He would always yeah. say ain't isn't a word. It's not in the dictionary. At that time, it was not it in was, the dictionary. It <laughs> is in the dictionary. During that time, well, not that but during it, I think that changed like in the 90s. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't in the dictionary. So that's why it's important for us to use when we're studying dictionaries and not this wicked, this Wikipedia stuff that they have, because uh, that uh, belongs to them and they're going to change things as they see fit, you know? Yeah. So, um, there, there, you know, I, I mean, there, there are so many books there, there, there are so many, uh, out there for you to read, but, uh, the one I want to comment on too is, uh, Hebrews, the Negroes that, uh, Jay, I don't know if you've heard of Dalton, yeah. the guy that, uh, wrote that book, well, last year when all this stuff came up with Yay and, um, uh, Kyrie Irvin, mm -hmm. Remember, and uh, Kyrie, all he did was just put a, uh, all he did was put a uh, documentary. Yeah, he just put the, the documentary up. He didn't say, look at it. He didn't comment on it at all. He just posted it on his, like we all do. You see a video or a book or something and you just, you may not comment on it. You just, you just put it up there. And he, he uh, got all of this flack for doing that. Uh, and was labeled anti-Semitic. And I remember his saying, I could never be anti-Semitic as long as I know who I am. And I'm like, brother, why don't you just tell him that you are a Semitic person? Right. Because the word, if we're, you know, let's get away from the word anti-Semitic. Then what is the, what does the word Semitic mean? 
it means of Afro-Asiatic descent. So if you are an African, you are a Semitic person. There is no way that the Ashkenazis could possibly be the chosen mm -hmm. people. And in fact, on one of my on my Facebook page, I uh, posted something uh, from the video because uh, I looked at the movie because he had it in two parts and it took me all week to look at the movie. And um, I remember uh, I was taking pictures of various excerpts from the movie. I mean, for me to have in my library and I posted it and um, they admit that they were not the um, chosen people. They said that, that they have stolen the information and that that was the greatest uh, coup that they had pulled off was to lie and have black people thinking that they were the chosen and that we were the whatever they say we are. Mm. And that's a lie, you know. So unless you are doing the research for yourself, like last night I was telling Renee that I got into this uh, disagreement with this young man who uh, was on, I think it was Instagram. Okay, and uh he uh said that the heart wasn't a pump that the lungs were a pump and that we uh went he called me mrs thomasina you know like uncle tom mrs Our aunt thomasina or something like that oh yeah ap that's what he called me <laughs> and uh he said that i had learned in the school of uh lies and uh, that the lungs actually pump the blood to the heart and that they were the pump and that the heart, <laughs> I don't know what he said the heart was, but um, so I said, no, uh, that's not the case, you know? And after he called me Uncle Thomasina or whatever, I said, he said, and you learned in the wrong school or whatever. I said, no, actually I learned by uh, being a, or uh, in, when I was in school, yes, uh, participating in an operation and actually seeing the lung, the heart pumping uh, blood to uh, uh, the various organs of the body. And so, you know, it was that kind of argument. But I don't deny that science has its issues and that uh, they're not always being honest with us about mm -hmm. particular situations, you know, like the vaccine. Uh, that was a joke. Uh, uh, if you haven't taken it, don't. And if you did, don't take it anymore. Okay. Yes. Because it actually takes, um, I know I'm kind of veering again. Uh, okay. Uh, but uh, it takes five years for them to actually do the studies to, to actually know if a vaccine is going to work. And mm. that was not the case. And um, so now you've had all of these people who were dying and they were dying because they got the shot, you know, because of blood clots. And, and it couldn't be proven at that time. This is for entertainment purposes only. Yeah, don't say, I was gonna purposes. say, don't say yeah. that. Yeah. That's why I said, yeah. Yeah. sorry. Let me, <laughs> Let me know. Let me know. Okay, back to, back to the books. So you mm -hmm. have to, so you have to, um, you have to study, you have to uh, listen to that voice within you. 
uh, telling you the books that you really need to be um, pulling out, you know, the books you need to be pulling out and what you need to be reading. And it's not easy. Uh, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of time. But like you said, uh, AP, you get your notes and you write and you write and you make the connections and you connect the dots. Um, that's what you do, you know, and, and that's what I do. And that's what I continue to do because I, what I found and what I find and what I have found is that, um, they don't want you to know the truth. These brothers, even Ronald Dalton, who wrote, uh, Hebrews and Negroes, he still has not talked. He still doesn't talk about the God mother, the African God mother. So what is the problem with that? Why is it that we do not want that to be known? Now, granted, I can see uh, the issues that we have right now with our youth and um, some of our uh, young entertainers. And I say that it's, for me, it's probably generational. I'm, I'm older. Mm -hmm. uh, but when I look at uh, the People like Cardi B, uh, what's her name? Sexy Red. And uh, uh, what is this tune she's got out called Pound Town? And you got little kids that are two and three years old that are little girls that are dancing to this. You know, uh, what are they doing listening to that kind of trash? Right. You know, I mean, um, so I can see why if if the proposition was put out there that the black woman was God, who would want that as a God? Their representation as a God, yep. yep. Yeah, who who would want that? And it sends, so, up, sends them away quickly to have any belief in us. Exactly. So, you know, uh, the problem is that we, you know, the black women, don't know who they are. We don't know who we are, you know. Um, and that's why we continue to do the things that we're doing. But the black man has to take responsibility in that too, because he has, what did they used to say? If you don't want a, a black person or a black man to know something, put it in a book. 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 He's not going to read it, you know. And uh, this has been an ongoing argument that I have had with so many guys that I know, um, guys my age, guys younger than me, you know, um, I just say consider the possibilities. Just okay. consider the possibilities. Considerations. Can, there can it I, is. Can I interject, please? Yes. yes. I'm, I'm, yes. Just, just to add on to what you're saying, I mean, I 100% agree. And just on the topic of spirituality versus religion, you know, in regards to even why people think the way that they do, because they're so rooted in a particular mindset that has a strict, rigid system that you have to believe in. And, 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 and no matter how many times you tell, someone, some of these black men aren't going to understand who God really is because they're too far worshiping themselves to see who the great mother is. And that is the, that is the issue that we have at large. And that's the story about y'all the brawl saying, there is no God before me. Huh? What you mean? You come from beings that are cosmic. 
and cannot die. So mm. we got to reshape what we really think we know because you are on point. Exactly. You need to get not reshape it, bro. You need to get rid of it and just start mm. from square one. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead, but yeah. No, no, just a hundred percent. I'm kind of familiar with the story of Sophia. Uh, uh, I've studied Gnosticism as well too, and some of those documents have enlightened me to the real God that is really in control of things, and that's why I'm shaking in my chair because I actually think that one of the reasons why my generation in particular especially with this alpha male red pill community mm. at large it is proof that there is something stirring in us men that's uncomfortable and that uncomfortability is taking the responsibility because there's mm. something in the black woman that terrifies not only us as men but that other boy who thinks he's ruling the world and when that fire comes out of the black woman that is when we're gonna have order. Oh. And, and, and that's true. That's that that that's true. You know, they have suppressed uh, it so much that they don't want that yeah. to come out. So it's so much they have suppressed it and made us feel as if we are not worthy or not able yeah. or not capable. The yeah. most disrespected of any person is a black woman. Yeah. And and that's the truth. And they don't they don't see that. You know, when you see the uh the picture of Ra or Horus sitting on the lap of Isis suckling at her breast. Actually, mm-hmm. you know, the lap of Isis was the first throne. The throne mm-hmm. is the lap of the mother. And in uh, the book, uh, The Secret Doctrine, it says that uh, she says, the man knows his mother before his father. And see, all of this makes sense to me. And this is things that I have said, and I know these are just downloads, but I I have said to people, every human being's first love is a woman. So doesn't that make sense that we would be the ones to shape and structure and mold all of humanity? And Mm -hmm. of course, you know, Dr. I mean, uh, uh, Minister Farrakhan said, you got an ignorant woman, you got an ignorant nation. Yeah. It's the truth. And it is the truth because, because you know, the she is the mother. Yeah. You know, when they say God, uh, uh, the bro, uh, what was the saying? Another saying used to be mama's baby, uh, daddy's maybe. Maybe. Uh-huh. You know, well, uh, they, you know, she knows who her baby is because she wow. had that baby, but he's not quite sure because he doesn't know who's touched her. Mm-hmm. And that's why one of the things that they did in uh, Africa, they started this thing called uh, FGM, which is female genital mutilation. I honestly, and it's thousands of years old. I believe from my research that it began when the Hebrew Israelites, the black Hebrew Israelites uh, made their covenant with uh, the Yahweh God uh, with the circumcision. So when uh, they had to uh, remove the foreskin, their foreskin, they also cut off her clitoris and sewed up of the vagina to the point where uh it was a video that i looked at uh where this is heard about, that. about yeah. it and uh she was talking to this room full of american doctors and one of them of course is uh a um tell me if i'm 
if I have touched on something I shouldn't be talking about. Okay. But um, uh, he said, well, why are we getting involved in that? Because that's their culture and that's their religion. They should do what they do, you know, and this is supposed to be a rite of passage for women. But the problem with that is that uh, they don't use clean, unsterile tools when they do it. It's done in some hut. And they showed pictures. Uh, Alice, I think it was Alice Walker who did a video and uh, the book about it. And it's called Warrior Marks. And um, they showed pictures of the instruments that they use, old rusty instruments. So these girls either got infections from the rusted instruments or they bled to death. Wow. You know, and the woman that was telling the story, uh, telling these doctors that uh, she said that she would always, uh, she'd had to explain to the guy that she was dating before they became intimately involved that she wasn't right down there, you know, that they had done something to her. And there was one girl and then they showed a picture of this little girl where they were holding her down. And she was crying, screaming for her father to come and save her from that because um, um, thinking that he would come and save her, you know, not mm -hmm. knowing that that's part of the culture and that if she did not have it done, she would be ostracized from the community. She could not get a husband because it's required. It's required. And this is an age old thing. So again, here, Again, in my mind, this is uh, what they were doing to eradicate and eliminate the great African mother. When you read uh, Nehemiah, no, Jeremiah 44, I think it's if you look at chapter uh, verses 10 all the way down, but it might be chapter 17 where the men are saying they start off talking about when Jeremiah is trying to convince them that they need to start um, worshiping the Yahweh God and that uh, if they didn't, these horrible things were going to happen to them. And they said that it wasn't them. It was actually their wives that was doing this. But the women said that when they poured libations to the queen of heaven, to the queen of heaven, when they poured libations to her and they burned incense to her, that their tables were always filled and that they saw no evil but when the when when and so this is the inky uh this is the enlil inky story because in that story uh which is the book of enoch which is really the book of anuki okay uh in that story uh they become enemies because they say it's two men but it's really the brother and the sister you know fighting. oh wow that that that's that's what this is, and of course, and when I get this this pushback from men about that's not true, this is from the, the they say this and they said, and I said, well, of course, you that's the narrative that you're going to spew because you do not want to accept that your mother was God. But they look to her for everything. Everything else, I know my son does whenever he needs something. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, you know, and I'm not male bashing because I love my son dearly. 
But I'm just saying, you know, that that's that's the deal. And uh, uh, until we make we come to this realization of what's really happened to us and who we are, especially black women, uh, we're never going to rise above and back to who we were uh, at this juncture. Uh, but I am an avid believer which says, as it was in the beginning, so shall it be in the end. Mm. So that was the beginning. If the mother was the beginning and she was here, uh, uh, Mama Wata says, two million years before she decided to great create the Y uh, chromosome gene. Uh, if, if, if she was here, then she is coming back. But see, the problem is you're seeing this now in terms of the female, the mate, that matriarchy being out there, but she's projected herself in an incorrect way. And this yeah. is not the way we want to see ourselves. Uh, they, I was just looking at uh, something the other day where they were talking about these uh, lyrics that Cardi B and Nicki Minaj and all of them write. They said that they're not really writing these lyrics, mm -hmm. that they're written by men who yeah. tell these, you know, these lyrics and they're to say it, you know, and they don't know. Uh, the black man does not know that he's pimping his mother. He's pimping his sister. That's who he's pimping when he puts that kind of stuff out there for her to do, you know, and it just. Um, oh, I just received a download like that's purposeful because the best way to keep us down as a women to keep us down is to use our men. That's why you have so many women that are so emotionally out of whack and so uh, mentally not together. Exactly. They are so Ooh, and happens. now, and now, and now, what are they doing? Especially in uh, 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 the white community. Well, let me take that back. Especially in certain communities. Why? Now, now, what they're now what they're doing is telling you that if a child comes and says that they're not, he's a little boy, and says he's not really a boy, he's a little girl, that he can have a uh, sex change without the parents knowing about it. Now, when I was in uh, school. Uh, yeah, these kids, uh, there were kids that had uh, these types of issues, but what the doctors always recommended was that to the parents was that with they, the, the term for it is it's a mental disease and it's called gender dysphoria. And uh, uh, what the doctors would recommend is that they wait until the to the parents that they wait until the child is at least in their teens, but the best age would be between 25 to 27, because that's when your brain has really reached its sexual maturity. Mm. And they would be able to make a more logical decision about whether they would want to have this uh, procedure done to them. Most of them found out that what they really were was just gay. And they decided not to do those horrible things to their body. Because the thing is that once that happens, you cannot reverse it. It cannot be reversed. Yes. So then you have these men uh, that have had that done talking about they had a period. There's no way that they can have a period. They have to have a womb to have a period. What they're having is some probable delayed bleeding from this womb that has been created called, so they want to call it a vagina and it's not that, it's a womb. Mm, I'm sorry, Terrence had a comment. Go ahead, Terrence. I'm sorry, I didn't oh, know. No, that. you're fine. 
it's just to add on to that too, the whole concept of the womb shows how much of a Western academic thinking we have because the Greeks are the ones who misidentified the, the vagina as a womb. And that's why we even still call So it's funny how even the language that we use today still entraps us in a certain way of thinking. What I was going to mention earlier was a, a, a book um, that I first read probably about 10 years ago, a recommendation from a guy named Bobby Hemmett. He talks about the rise wow. of the black goddess and the female energy a lot. Um, but his author is Barbara J. Walker, a dictionary of ancient yeah. god goddesses. And She's actual, got two, the dictionary and the encyclopedia. Yes. It, it, yeah. it shows how every single particular god that we have now has a feminine origin and you really we, we can't escape that it's a truth it's a fact of the matter so i just wanted to interject that book in there in case somebody and, you, and you're right because merlin stone when she wrote the book uh when god was a woman she was working she was an artist who was trying to uh, i'm not sure what the purpose of what her purpose was in trying to find out about females in antiquity but what she said in the book was that whenever she would go to a museum and she would see uh pictures and figurines of males and females the males always had a name it was either king this a warrior that or something they know they knew who these males were but the female figurines were always just female figurines mm. There was no name. Okay. And it wasn't until I read uh, Language of the Goddess by Marija Gambudis that uh, I uh, began to see uh, what that was all about. Again, it was erasure of women. Uh, Mary Daly has a book called uh, Beyond God the Father. Uh, I read that book several times. And uh, the things that she had to say about the information that was in the Bible and what it has done to women, you know, is, is just phenomenal. I think when I read Merlin Stone and I read Mary Daly, I began to look at myself differently, um, not as a black woman, but just as a woman, you know, a woman who had the same thing in common with every woman that walks the earth. Okay. You know, uh, the things that we went through in terms of uh, male patriarchy, and I'm not male bashing because I love men and I love my son, but I'm just talking about these things that happen because what patriarchy has done, it has not only destroyed women, but it's destroyed men as well. You know, and, I, and we need to look at those things. We need to look at, you know, what it has done and what it's doing and and in order to do that, we've got to read and educate ourselves about what happened then, because people want to say, well, that happened in the past and you need to just leave that alone. You know, we need to be moving forward, you know. Well, how do you know where you're going if you don't know where you came from? Yeah. You know what, what about I mean? the Sybils? Um, I've, I've been hearing the Sybils about that, and I've been kind of interested in that just knowing that all the stuff I guess all the all the information that's in today's religion has actually been stolen from them I, I could be wrong this is, this is the uh Sibylline oracles uh 
that book uh, is a book that was written by, oh, I can't think of the guy's name, but it was written back in the 1800s. Uh, but he admits that in the book that uh, it's been plagiarized and um, they've taken out a lot of things, but the Sybils are African. They're not African. Uh, if I told Renee the other, when we talked earlier too, to look at this book called Agora. Was that the name of the, not books, movie. Uh, okay, yeah. About uh, she's depicting Hypatia. Hypatia was a uh, black woman who was an astronomer and a philosopher, and they murdered her. Mm. Uh, Christian men murdered her mm. because uh, she was not trying to get on uh, the story of the day. Uh, this was during a, a time when, again, they were uh, erasing the great mother. And uh, at this point, they were removing, Christianity was moving in, and uh, yeah. the worship of the gods were was moved, being moved out. Yeah. And Hypatia wasn't interested in any of that. Mm -hmm. You know, she just was studying her astronomy and... Yeah doing her philosophy yeah. and all that, but, but uh, uh, they murdered her. They cut her body up into I don't know how many pieces. And she was a black woman. But of course, they depict her as a uh, white woman. But yeah. she was uh, a Sybil as well. In fact, AP, as I said, all of these women were Sybils. Uh, the original Vatican, the, uh, Vatican, the original seat was the seat of the Sybils. And they took that over. In fact, every cathedral in Europe is built over a Sybil, uh, a Sybil temple. So is this during Constantine time when he came in? It's before the, uh, Constantine. Before that? Okay. It's been, see, like I said, this didn't just happen overnight. It was happening over thousands and thousands and thousands of years where they were erasing who she Probably was. Surely. Yeah, they were putting the Sybils in slavery. She was taken everywhere. And then it was at one point, there was when the land was just one land mass, because Africa was just not the continent that we know it now. It encompassed India, uh, it encompassed Asia, it encompassed all of that. And then, and because there was no Red Sea. Uh, before you know, you had the you know the breakup of the land masses. It was just one land mass. That's why you're able to see the correlation between all of the the um, pyramids looking the same, because at that time when there was one land mass, uh, that information was being spread. And then the interesting thing too, when you read these different books and you read the different. Um, uh, religions that sprung out of the culture, you will see that all of those cultures worshipped a mother. All of them. In fact, the Sphinx is actually a she. Now I've heard. I've I've heard that. I haven't yeah. read. The, the Sphinx is too. You know. Uh, so. Uh, the difficulty will is going to always be in proving it, you know, but that's why you've got to get these books. And again, that is why they um, have made it difficult for you to obtain the books when you go to these different or these various uh, 
colleges because they have that information locked up and they don't want you to have access to it. So you have to do what you have to do in order to get what you got to get to read this stuff, you know, and it's amazing. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. If I can interject just one moment as well too, and just uh, know that a lot of, uh, in my research, a good amount of the um, wiping out of the great mother took place in Egypt as well too. Uh, a lot of it came with the high priests trying to consolidate their power and, mm. and ultimately rise against the Pharaoh because the Pharaoh itself is more like a governor who sits yeah. on the throne of ISIS. So who are they really trying to take over? And when you see about the parallels of ancient Egypt and who they were fighting, I personally think that we start entering to the realm of the stories of Atlantis and how a lot of the feminine energy that controlled the planet was centered around that culture. And of course we got from well, Atlantis yeah. and then Egypt, it kind of makes the connection, especially when you start peering into Akhenaten and, and even how his body was almost like a womanly body. He even yep. the culture that he changed in Egypt yeah. culture kind of scared the high priest. What were yeah. they trying to fight against? Mm. Yeah, well, you got to remember that the Egyptians, if you read by Drusilla Dundee, those wonderful Ethiopians, yes. she's saying that uh, the Egyptians, I mean, the Ethiopians say that they are the mother and fathers of Egypt. It started mm. there. Um, and that's, that's why I say when you have that one landmass, you know, when you look back and you look at the Vedas, you know, the Bahakita, uh, they talk about the great mother, you know, and then look at how they look. They look like Ethiopians. Yeah. And look how look at look at how the Ethiopians look. I'm mean, not the Ethiopians, the uh the Egyptians look. If you look at the original Egyptians. Now, what mm -hmm. I found out when I looked at that video that uh Dalton put out, uh they did uh some people were doing a uh traveling to Ethiopia, I mean, to Egypt. And they talked to the original Egyptians who were black. And they said that you will never see pictures of them, which is true, uh, being projected in the media because they don't want, the Arabs don't want the world to believe or know that, that the original Egyptians were black people. And there was some on there that one young man said he could trace his his lineage all the way back to Solomon. Wow. Yeah, you know. So we, you know, and so when I read, when I was looking at the video also, I said, well, praise Dalton for doing this work because it was scholarly work, but still he left all of that out. He left out the mother. And my thing was, okay, well, let me use this information to figure out who, where did she originally come from? And it took me to Ethiopia. But then I found out that the Sumerians were older than the Egyptians. So, and then I found out that they were also black people. And then I connected those dots with, like I said, the Enlil Inky story, you know. And then, uh, go, of course, reading through the Bible, you uh, have to 
piece all the stuff together. But a lot of things started to make sense as well. And then when you read, there are certain sections that, you know, they talk about God said, I'm going to give you land if you do this, you know, talking to telling the Hebrew Israelites this, this stuff, you know, uh, and you go and uh, kill up these people in this particular land. Uh, and But you uh, can have the women who have not known men. And somebody said, well, how would you know that? How would you know that they haven't had known men? Well, there mm -hmm. he's talking about virgins. But see, yeah. a virgin, the word virgin originally meant a woman who had not been married. That's all that meant. It didn't mean that she hadn't known a man. It just meant that she hadn't been married. That was a virgin. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So, Ooh. you know, it's, you know, that's, it's a lot. <laughs> it is. <laughs> lot. But anyway. And then, you know, they said, he says, kill up these people. And I'm like, okay, so you're, this God is talking about to kill these people so you can have this land. Somebody is already on it. So you can have this land. Kill up the men, kill the children, kill the children. So what God is talking about killing right. children, killing, yeah, killing, killing families. But this is, this is who they follow. And again, this is why I said, you don't think about that when you read it. What does that mean? Killing? Why are you why are you doing that? Also, when uh, it's written, uh, God will not suffer a witch to live. He didn't mean to die. He meant to make a living because the witch was a powerful sibyl who they always went through to the kings went to before they made their decisions to the oracles war and whatever else they did. It's written in there. That's that's they the oracles. They, they did that. Yeah. Those were oracles. That's who they were. And they uh, ended up in all of these various places because they took them as slaves. Mm. Oh, so that's wow. why, you know, my name again, you know, as uh, Seven Hathers Naga Ray, you know, the Naga, I accept the Naga because the Naga were the snakes and the snakes were wisdom and the wisdom, the snakes belong to the great mother. There's nothing ne negative in that. In fact, the word nigga is actually in uh, the, you see that word in Acts 13, I think the first chapter, uh, first verse, uh, only they spell it N I with an apostrophe in G-E-R, but it's really not supposed to be spelled like that. It's supposed to be spelled N-I-G-E-R. The word is nigger. And in uh, the Oxford Bible that, I mean, dictionary that was in the 20s or 30s, I forgot which one, I have to look at it. Um, that word meant king. That's why when uh, Cat Williams and I love him, when he said, what's up my nigga? <laughs> the boy has studied he knows what that means and we got issues with it but they've taken so many of our words and symbols like you talked about terrence uh in uh barbara uh G. walker's um i don't know if it's her encyclopedia or the dictionary the swastika belongs to the great african mother that's her symbol mm. which Hitler took. And when you look at the word Ashkenazi, look at how that's spelled at the end. Nazi, it's Nazi. He was a Nazi. Yeah. I mean, they're they they he was he was a Jewish, uh, he 
Uh, and they took that word too. Yeah. I mean, so you know, you know, uh, you have to read between the lines. Read what when they say something. What was it that they didn't say? Mm. When you read something, what is it that they're not saying? That's the way you have to look at it and connect the dots. Mm. I looked up that chair in the Vatican. It is absolutely gorgeous. I look and I yeah, and it looked like the sun could be just sitting yeah. just right there. Just yeah. that is beautiful. And if you if you saw it closer, you will see where another chair is under that. That's the chair that the Pope sits in, but the larger chair belongs to the great mother. And then again, why is it that he's uh those popes are praying to a black Madonna and child? Yeah. What's that about? Yeah. The Russians don't have any, they got it all over Russia. They don't have any problem with that. But see, they, when you go to Washington, when you look at all of those buildings, look at those buildings and look at the architecture of the buildings. What are you seeing when you look at that architect? That's nothing but Africa. Mm. That's what you're saying. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. So. I want to thank you for coming on. Do y'all have any questions for um, Miss Ngandi before? Because we're we're coming up on 123 right now. Do y'all have any questions for, for her? AP, Terrence, Master, King, Newborn. There's a question down at the bottom. Hey, Is 13, it? man call. What? You see at the bottom? I don't see it. Acts 13, a man yeah. called Niger, referring to what is today as the Niger River, question mark. Yeah, they named they named the river the, the Niger. It's actually the Nigger River. That's what it is. <laughs> and so it's the River of Kings, I guess. If that's oh, I, I, don't, I don't know that. I, I, okay. I, I don't know that. But I know that uh, the original word referred to kings. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm, Nigus. Yeah. Not, and it's pronounced Nigus. Or you, Nagus. You, you, you know it's pronounced Nigus. N-E-G-U-S. Nagus. N-A-G-A-S. Uh, uh, N I G G E R N I G E R, you know, it's spelled various ways. Oh my god, I I don't know how to end this because we're coming up on we got five minutes left. Um, and Gandhi, I want to thank you. I enjoyed being here. Everything happens for a reason. You was on almost a year ago today, and you are back and. Tonight, you was just on fire. I'm going to have to go back and listen to all of this over again. Terrence, I want to thank you. You seem very excited to be here. I'm um, glad to have met you. Everybody. Yes. Um, AP, Master. I see King Newborn has been, um, been real quiet tonight. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm speechless. Honestly, I want more. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm not done, but again. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's why, I, yeah, I, I sent you her information. Yeah, you sent me the link. I'm about to be on it. I have so much going on, but trust mm -hmm. me. Anytime we yeah. could connect and talk, uh, feel free, darling. I'm I'm good with that. No problem. Okay. I started following mm -hmm. you on Facebook, too. So. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, that's yes. why. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mm -hmm. post as much as I used to. I, I used I came on in 2013 and I used to do a lot. In fact, uh, nobody was talking about astrology until I started talking about astrology. Oh, uh, wow. Uh, nobody was doing that. There's a lot of things that wasn't being discussed until I started discussing it. And now it's just all over everywhere. But that's what it's supposed to be. Each one, reach one, teach one. There you go. Yeah, that's 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 what. And if, you know, like if I'm wrong about something, you know, if it's something that I said that was an error, you know, correct me. Because uh, I'm still uh, I'm still learning. Uh, I'm yeah. 71 years old and I'm still learning. The, the books that she has in 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 her possession like that the back shot of what you see that's nothing mm -hmm. that is nothing the dictionaries oh my god a 1611 bible i didn't that's the first one the first one ain't it? yes James. in her collection oh wow in her, yeah the books that she has, like, I need to go over there and just take a picture of everything. <laughs> like, I'm so serious. So serious. And so, yes, I want to thank you for gracing us with your presence. This you want to let Terrence uh, just plug yeah, this one more time? Yeah, plug yourself again, Terrence. Oh, my God. What's up? I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm Yeah, plug yourself again. <laughs> Um, oh, just plug yourself one uh, more time. Yeah, Nashville Fingerprinting Services, Nashville Apple Steel is as well too. Um, we do notary fingerprinting, Apple Steel service to go, and we'll even share a little bit of education if we got the time. <laughs> All right, that, there you go. Oh my God! With that being said, we're coming up on a well, minute. I, I, oh. Go ahead. Here we go. No, I was just gonna. Say, it was to meet all you guys. Thank y'all for the opportunity here as well. I learned a lot, and I can't wait to hit the books now. Man, I, <laughs> I got a whole see, list here. Yeah, you was over there writing. Terrence was just like making these faces every time she threw. Right, it, he it just light like, up. Yeah, yeah master was like, yeah. Yeah, just, man. Like, I read, but he reads more than I do. So okay. I know there was some books. <laughs> yeah, you, you was on the phone with your job, and they was complimenting you on, on your books. Like, oh, she's well read. Yeah. Well, yeah. like I said, uh, it's taken years and hours, and I, I can't tell you how many hours of reading that I put in. Sometimes I would start at. Um, Three o'clock in the afternoon, and I looked up. I would look up, and it's six o'clock in the morning. You know, wow. it, it it was a, it's a lot of reading. You yeah. know, and I was just going through uh, my Blavatsky, and uh, I said, "Oh my!" Because I have conversations with my books. I write all in the 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 the, the, the pay on the pages in the under the paragraphs, you know, in the margins. And mm -hmm. when I looked at, it, I said, "Oh my God." Have I read all of this? 
<laughs> you know, I, I didn't even, I couldn't remember all of that. I said, oh, well, I did read that. And I, I go back and I look at the notes because that's important. And it's also important to make notes because it lets you know where your mind is at that time. You know, mm. what you were thinking at the time. And uh, when you go back and look at it again uh, and you see that you've grown since then and something else may have happened, you know, that uh, you didn't know about, that you can piggyback off on that information, you know. Mm. The thing about when I study, I, books are everywhere. They're all on the floor. You know, I'm I'm picking up. All the, over her bed. They're, <laughs> they're on the bed. They're everywhere. You know, they're, they're just everywhere because... Yes. One book leads me to another book, which leads me to another book. That leads me to another book, you know. References, yeah. Yeah. References, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's all it is. I mean, that's, that's the deal. So thank you so much for having me. I hope maybe one time I can come back again. I oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It was, it was a treat. It really was. It all really right. Was. Don't go anywhere. Um, this is God Level from Things People Don't Want to Talk About. I want to thank everyone for jumping in on tonight's live. I want to thank our special guest, Ngandi. I want to thank Terrence Howard for popping up his business, AP for being here, King Newborn, and Master John Skywalker. We will see you all back here next week for current events. John, you got me? Salute.